Good evening and welcome to the first episode of 2023, episode number 217. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us today on the HHH Racing Podcast as we are going to tell you our predictions for 2023 and also our New Year's resolutions, hopes, and dreams for the horse racing season. Thanks for joining us uh, tonight. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. After you do that, hit that notification bell so that you know when new content will arise. And we have, count them, three shows, including this one this week. We're also going to have a special show, as you can see on the bottom of the screen, this Wednesday night because there is a monster $190,000 carryover pick five at Aqueduct this Thursday. And of course, we have to talk about it. And we'll be talking about it live this Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then, of course, we also have a flagship show Thursday, which will be very exciting as we're going to talk about the first coast to coast dollar base bet pick five at Gulfstream and Santa Anita followed by a new sponsor we'll be on to talk about their fantastic ability for you to own horses. That's right. This Thursday night, uh, the second half of the show, we will have Crown's Way Racing and managing uh, partner Tony Rallo will be here to talk about a great opportunity where you can start buying and owning some thoroughbreds at a very reasonable price. We've got a great a package of shows for you this week. You can see on the my name tag, at hkravitz is the Twitter handle, and scrolling at the bottom of the screen, my email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Of course, you can listen to our podcast podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, the Power Picks, whoa. Whoa, did we finish with a bang this past Saturday on a roll? Three out of five scores, including a straight exacta for two bucks that paid $28, an $11 horse, an $8 horse. Uh, the power picks were on fire this week. And I want to thank all of you for uh, subscribing. We had a lot of people to decide to go yearly. And I just want to let everyone know out there that this week I've decided to extend the ability for all you to buy a yearly subscription. There is no discount any, uh, available anymore. That has stopped as of this past Saturday. But if you do sign up yearly, you don't have to worry about any kind of monthly uh, costs, number one. Number two, I will still be offering uh, extra video analysis and some other goodies. So it is absolutely worth it for you to switch from a monthly to a yearly subscription. I'll be doing that throughout the rest of this first week of January, as it's been very popular, many people have chosen to do so. Last but not least, before I, are two quick things. The new show, we have an update. The new show for 2023, episode number one, will be Wednesday, January 11th, 9 p.m. Eastern, hosted by one of our co-hosts, Kyle Roscoe. The title of the show and more details about the show will be giving out Wednesday and Thursday. But the show is officially going to be starting one week from this Wednesday, January 11th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Kyle Roscoe will be hosting. I'm very excited about the new show. More details to come. And then finally, great website, 
hhhracingpodcast.com. Pete Visco has done a fantastic job with that. I take zero credit whatsoever for that. Uh, Pete has more information, new information up there as well. Go ahead and check that out. All right. Without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in our wonderful co-hosts. First of all, from Maryland and the author of our wonderful website, Mr. Pete Visco, and from the Saratoga Special and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Mr. Paul Halloran. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? We've got the crystal ball in the background. Are we ready to rub our crystal <laughs> balls to tell, whoa, what was that? And tell us what's going to happen in the new year, guys. I have the Rose Bowl in the background. I don't know about your crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, I heard Utah's playing some, I don't, Pete, do you know who they're playing, Utah? Oh, I don't Pete, know. Pete, yeah, how does and, he do this to you, Pete? Hey, I'm not a Penn State fan, so I don't really, I actually like Utah in this game, but I forgot, I last I saw it was tied, but I don't, I didn't. Was, um, yeah, the quarterback could hurt. It is 21-14 oh, Penn okay. State, not that anyone would be watching uh, right now, but who's Nebraska playing this year in the bowl games, Pete? Next year, baby. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. <laughs> okay. They got another new – another new. maybe that'll be part of your 2023 predictions. It'll be a University of Nebraska, maybe a sports prediction. Well, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be playing in – yeah, I guess it'll – well, they'll be playing technically in 2024 in the, in, the, in the championship finals, so we'll see. There you go. We got uh, – Trish Smith is here. Trish is excited to hear about some New Year's resolutions. Trish, thanks for joining the show. We want to hear about your New Year's resolutions also in predictions. We got Matthew Chimura. Matthew, happy New Year to you also – Sir, again, if you are watching us live, please make sure you comment in the chat. We want to hear about all your predictions uh, for 2023. We're going to categorize our predictions here on the show. Um, and we're going in about 40 minutes. We're going to be pretty quick, rapid fire. I'm very anxious to hear what Pete and Paul uh, have to say. Guys, before we get into our predictions, any quick thoughts? What a crazy – if you're a college football fan – Wow, what crazy games, guys, on December 31st. Any, and you guys have a wonderful New Year's Eve. Any thoughts uh, before we start? I was just going to say, it's, it's nice. To, it was nice from a college football standpoint to actually have two good semifinals. Usually the semifinals stink. So it was actually pretty <coughs> awesome to have two great games for one. So that was – I mean, it was funny because the, the, that was the Georgia game that field goal basically happened right at midnight Eastern. So I know I missed it because I was on upstairs where I only had one TV. So I didn't even see the drop ball drop for once. First time in many years. They got to start that game earlier, Paul. I mean, I, I, I usually it's over like with 15, 20 minutes to go, but I don't know. I, I well, why, usually why they're on the, so yeah, usually aren't they on the, they're usually on the first too, but they didn't want to, well, they've changed that for the last few years, actually. I think. I think it should be New Year's Eve every year. I love that. Oh, I loved it. But for yeah. those of us who don't go out, that was perfect. And yeah. as far as the ball drop out, you can find that on TV channel yeah. WGAF if you're really looking for it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could care less about the ball dropping. It was two uh, seconds, Pete. I saw a video online with the – did the you ball drop in the in the kick? I know. I was like, "Oh shoot, it's it's midnight." I missed yeah, it. Someone oh, said, "Are you going to watch the ball drop?" I said, "Yeah, off the uh, off the Ohio State kicker's foot." 
I mean, if you're an Ohio State fan, you would have rather watched the ball drop wow. than watch that kick. I feel bad for that kid. I uh, feel horrible for that kicker. And again, if you're wondering, we're, we're changing the backgrounds. We don't want to keep things <coughs> green. Again, if you're wondering about those hands that are about to swallow up Paul there, uh, there is a crystal ball there in the background. If you could, It's a little bit hard to tell, but that is a crystal ball with uh, someone sort of surrounding it, deciding who to choose. Before we get to our the start of our predictions, guys, two other quick comments. Uh, one is from Matthew Chimura. I don't know if you guys heard about this. <laughs> Uh, what's the deal with the distance of the turf sprint uh, on Breeders' Cup at San Anita? Why isn't it six and a half down the hill for at least the turf sprint? I don't know if you guys heard. They've decided to make it a five furlong turf sprint for the Breeders' Cup. I don't get it. I don't know why. I think it's crazy, Matthew. I agree with you. I guess they're worried about safety again. I I don't know, guys. I mean, So they're not worried about safety in the races that Santa Anita is running down the hill? How much can you glean from a five furlong turf sprint with 12 horse field? I mean, I, I, I hate it. I hate it, Matthew. I agree with you. Uh, Trish has made way too many resolutions. Uh, she's got 12 written down. So uh, interesting to see what she has to say. And Tom Espinoza, Tom, happy new year, buddy. If you guys move <laughs> out to California, semis were over at 9 PM. Yes, they were nice and early for you, Tom. So uh, good point there, but I don't think any of us are moving out there anytime soon. All right, guys, let's get to our uh, predictions and our New Year's resolutions. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go by category. And, guys, I don't know how many you have for each category. I have, like, one or two written down for each one. We're just going to go one for each person. And if you have an extra one, guys, uh, feel free. Of course, we got this live on YouTube. We got this uh, taped, of course. Everyone at home, be ready to write these down. Because if they come in, we all want to take full credit for our predictions. If they bomb... Uh, it was Paul's fault. So anyway, here we go. Uh, we'll just go around first. I'm going to go first, guys. First thing we're talking about are triple crown race predictions. Now, listen, <laughs> even if we know the field, it's hard enough to pick the horses, right? So, guys, we're just going to have fun with this. This is sort of tongue-in-cheek, really, although I know that our opinions are, are serious uh, in thought, but, I mean, it's very hard to predict these. I'm going to go with the first triple crown prediction. Everyone ready? The winner. I'm going to give everyone the Kentucky Derby winner. Why not? It's only, uh, let's see, February, March, April, May. Four and a half months. No, four months in advance, guys. So, no problem. Everyone go to Vegas. Here you go. I'm actually going to have a friend put a bet down on this horse because it worked so well with command performance for me last year. The winner of the 2023 Kentucky Derby. Tap it trice for Todd Pletcher. I think he's about 75 to one right now in Vegas. Mark it down. Tap it. Trice. Todd Pletcher. He needs to find a little more tactical speed, guys. But I like what I've seen. Just broke his maiden. He can run all day. Has a lot of upside. Tap it. Trice, gentlemen, to win the 2023 Kentucky Derby. Pete Visco, you're next. Your Triple Crown race prediction. <laughs> So mine, mine actually, my, I, don't, I didn't really have a horse because actually the horse that I'm rooting for is, is, the, is the bad answer because it's the chalk. So I'm rooting for Forte simply because I like his running style and I love closers and he's a dead closer. And I know he's not going to win because, the, you know, it's, he's, it'd be lucky if he even makes the derby, if any of these horses even make the derby. So I actually had a jockey. So it sort of overlaps with my jockey prediction. 
from for the Italian side, just to piss Howard off, I'm going to say Frankie Dettori wins one of the Triple Crown races. I don't I, know who the hell he's going to be riding, but I'm going to take my shot with Frankie D to win. I'm not going to say the Derby because that's a little too much, but I'm going to say one of the Triple Crown races. I love it. I think it's very possible he's out there looking for a Derby amount. Um, so I think that's a, that's a good prediction there. Uh, uh, which one? You gotta give us a race. Which one is he most likely to win? Well, you said I mean, not the it, Derby. So well, it's, I mean, I would no, I wouldn't say any of them is more likely. I guess it depends on if he even gets a half decent mount. I mean, I assume he will, but okay. I'll say the. I wouldn't say the Belmont because the Belmont usually winds up going to some New York, New York based trainer. It'll wind up going somewhere east. I'll say Derby, then Preakness, then Belmont. If I had to rank the three. Guys, we're going to bring in a lot of comments from the viewers. So we, we, we have a lot of people watching right now. Matthew Chimuro said one of his scores was Bobby Kit- Bobby's kitten came from the clouds to win the Breeders' Cup turf sprint. So not a triple crown. But, yeah, that was a great race. Uh, Stephen Margolin. Stephen, thanks for joining the show. National Treasure is a very interesting horse, guys. I liked him a little bit in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Didn't quite fire. But I think the, that I like that, Stephen, for you right there. And Tom likes that uh, Frankie prediction from you, Pete. Paul, nice your triple crown prediction, sure. Give it to us. It's only four months out. <laughs> well, I'm going to take a piece of that tepid trice. So let's talk before you put that order in because I, I, I want a piece of that. Okay. Um, the other horse that I'm looking at is uh, – uh, well, I'm looking at the Derby. Uh, Giant Mischief uh, I want to take a look at. Ran on uh, – I believe he was on the undercard. Uh, I think he he break his maiden on the Breeders' Cup undercard. I believe Howard, you were there. I'm pretty sure. I don't think so, but uh, I'm not I sure. I think so. Up. I know I've heard his name a few times. Giant anyway. mischief is uh, he he no he didn't break his maiden. He oh. won an allowance on Friday. Okay. Interesting. Broker's Maiden at Indianapolis won an allowance on the Breeders' Cup undercard and then ran second in the uh, Springboard Mile, which is obviously Ah, a traditional derby prep. But uh, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking Blazing Sevens maybe has a shot in the Belmont. Okay. Blazing Sevens would be my second future bet if I were to make one right now. I got to see what the odds are. By the way, the, the January 1st favorite, which I think right now the co-favorites are Forte and someone else. <laughs> are like one for 47 winning the Derby in the last whatever year. I think I think Forte is like 12 to 1 right now or something, which is Yeah, you can't. Listen, you can't, you can't take Guys, people can do whatever they want with their money. I, I think that's a com- completely... I'd say Forte's 20 to 1 to make the Derby field. It's, I mean, I would say you can't really bet anything at this point if it's under no, probably I, 50 to 1. At correct. The, I mean, agree, Pete. Just I agree. because, you know, it's dead money if they, if they don't get there. So at least wait. Unless you want, like I said, if Howard, though, yours is what? What did you say? Um, I don't see it on the one odds thing I'm looking at. Tap well, Trice. I didn't. He see. was like 110 to one, and he broke his main. I, I, I re- so that I you take a fly. You don't mind taking a flyer on that. That's a. I haven't looked recently. I think it's around 75, 80. It depends. Yeah, on even that. Where I'll you take look. that. I'll, yeah. I'll have to look. Uh, by Howard, way, I would now, say this: if we're talking about uh, the Derby, if yeah. I were to bet a trainer right now, I, I really like the Brad Cox hand that he yeah. told me right now. <laughs> he, he could have. You know, it's a long way off, but he could have 25% of the field. 
I think so. And, and Giant Mischief beat Arabian Lion, who was a huge favorite uh, on the on the undercard. And then Giant Mischief, by the way, was pretty wide in that springboard mile. Did not get a good trip and ran well. Uh, and Matthew said Arabian Knight is the co-favorite right now for the Derby, which is he's wow. right. Yep, Arabian Knight and uh, Forte. Correct. And Arabian Good Knight job, is running man. this weekend, guys, in the Sham, I believe, going a mile, the first like Derby prep of the 2023 season in Sa- at San Anita. So, uh, anyway, uh, all right. Um, do you got? I have one more. Do you guys have another one? Uh, no, no, you go right. No, ahead. go ahead. You go ahead. All right. Here, here is another one, guys. This is for the Oaks. Okay, it's not. I know it's not the Triple Crown, but it's for the. For the Oaks. I firmly believe the winner of the Kentucky Oaks has not even hit the track yet. I don't like the three O Phillies guys that have run. I know everyone loves Hoosier Philly, Hoosier Philly, Hoosier. I, I'm not in love with Wonder Wheel. I'm not in love with the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies race. I don't I have a feeling that the Kentucky Oaks winner has not even run yet. There you go. How about that, guys? Breaking That's the curse awesome. of breaking the curse of Ms. Apollo, if there is such a thing. I don't know. Anyway, um, you, any uh, other thoughts? Trish, Trish had a comment on the Oaks. I didn't. I don't know if you put that one up. There was she had a comment on the oh. Oaks as well. Uh, yeah, I like Julia Shining. That that's a, that's a good uh, pick right now, hey, guys. It's so it's so early to tell. I mean, it's just you know uh, we're spitballing. All right, guys, we're gonna move on to the next uh, subject. Is that what we're doing here? Let's do it. All right, let's move on to the next subject. Next subject, because of course this is only ten months, ten and a half months away, so this should be real easy. A Breeders' Cup race or anything about the Breeders' Cup prediction for twenty twenty three. I'll reverse the order. Paul, your Breeders' Cup race twenty twenty three prediction other than the races are happening in San Anita? Well, I think at this point, the safe thing to say is I would pick Tiber or Tabor in the classic. Uh, he goes okay. into the year as the, uh, the, you know, with everyone dropping by the wayside, Cyberknife now is going to be retired, I guess, after the Pegasus. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, who knows how the year develops. But uh, and of course, I'd be looking for a uh, repeat out of our guy Cody's wish, who is going to stay in training. And you know, he's probably right in the sweet spot at a mile. So I, I don't know that they'd, uh, you know, maybe early in the year, maybe at some point they try to stretch him out just to dip their toes in the water to see. But he certainly is uh, dominant at a mile and uh, he fits that race. But uh, yeah, I would say at this point, without you know knowing who's going to come up, come of age with juveniles and all that. Uh, I think Tabor would be the morning line favorite for the classic on January 2nd. Okay. Oh, and not January 2nd. Oh, you mean today? You're I mean, that. today, if I was. Yeah, sure. Uh, Cody's wish only running a few times, I think is their schedule. And there might be some news coming out about Cody's wish. I heard Paul, I think we'll, we'll talk be. about that at a later Stay time. Tuned. But, uh, Stay tuned. Might be some interesting news about Cody's wish. Uh, Pete, Mine actually goes against Paul. So my prediction was that this year, a three-year-old will win the Breeders' Cup Classic because of the lack of quality so far in the handicap, the older handicap division. I do love Taba. I think Taba's primed to be the best older horse or be the best handicap horse in the country. But it's a long ways away. You never know what's going to happen. So I'm going to take a swing and say a three-year-old is going to come out of this year and, and win the Classic. That's a good good thought, Pete, because that is typically what ha- 
Three-year-olds do very well in the classic. They do. They this have year been. was a case of a dominant older horse against a, a three-year-old, you know, competitive but not superb group. Could go right back to form next year. Good call. Yeah, I think no one we'll, – we'll see who comes of age literally uh, in this older uh, handicap division because it's it, it, it's it seemingly is wide open. I'm curious to see how Country Grammar, maybe he can get his form back though. I wouldn't completely discount him and – and some others, you know, that are uh, newly turned four-year-olds here up and coming. Guys, I have someone that's going to uh, – my Breeders' Cup race prediction, Paul, goes against your Cody's Wish. I'm sorry. I think someone's going to beat Cody's Wish in the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. And I have the winner. Everyone write it down. The Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile winner, 2023, Cave Rock. He's not going to be a distance horse. He's going to be a fantastic. There's your three-year-old uh, for, uh, for you, Pete. I think he's going to be a monster between seven furlongs and mile 16th. He's going to be on his home track. I think he's very talented. I don't think he's going to be a classic horse. We'll see. Cave Rock, who got upset in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, my three-year-old uh, winner of the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. I like that. I like uh, that one. I mean, he's so talented that he, you know, the cutback should be perfect. So, I mean, you can't, you Who can't knows? argue with that one. I mean, I wonder if he would go a mile or I don't know if they're going to cut him way back and sprint him. I mean, he's not Maybe. like late. Yeah, it depends. We'll see how he does. Hopefully, he also I'm actually, in the damn derby. We don't know, Pete. I mean, he's, he's one of those though, that you, you know, he's going to be on the trail and you just hope that they don't, they don't leave him on the trail too long. If the results aren't there, you know, sometimes that kills the horse. Yeah. You want to make sure, you know, do let do what he's supposed to do as soon as you figure out that that's what he's best at. Wow. Trish Smith is going to throw a little shade towards Paul here. Table wound up retired before the classic. Wow. Trish. Wow. wow, Trish. I don't, I don't know why he would, but okay. Wow. That's, <laughs> whew, that's brutal. Tom's got a prediction here. Uh, JJ Hernandez will win at least two Breeders' Cup races. I he like that. won what, like six over the opening weekend, or some crazy number. He had a huge weekend, so that's a. <laughs> I, like uh, that I don't think he, I'm pretty sure he's not won a Breeders' Cup race yet. That would be that'd be a hell of a story, Tom. I, I I like that prediction as well, guys. I got one more. You want to hear it? Do it. I'll tell you. Do anyway. we have a choice? No. <laughs> yeah, if we say no, you're still going to blurt it out anyway. So. Frankie DeTore apparently is going to end his career this year, of course, and it's going to be at the Breeders' Cup from what we understand. So here's my prediction. Frankie DeTore's last ride ever will be in the Breeders' Cup turf, and he will win. There you go. Boom. Frankie DeTore will go out a winner. I have no idea on who. Some Euro monster uh, winning the Breeders' Cup Turf classic. You don't like that, Pete? Well, I'm going to parlay my two predictions and say the horse that he rides to win one of the Triple Crown races is going to be the three-year-old that wins the classic. So he's going to, you know, bookend between the Triple Crown and the Breeders' Cup. So I'll I'll parlay that. If you could take that bet right. somewhere, that would pay pretty damn good, I think. And just for the record, boys, I just did pick an Italian native to win a race. I just want. Let's well, make that clear. You're finally pandering the way you're supposed to I, to, to I, a crowd that you've alienated at this point. I, I don't think I've pandered, pandered or alienated, but that's okay if you want to believe that. All right. Uh, 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 JJ Hernandez, just, by the way, uh, two seconds and a third in the Breeders' Cup. Nice. Thank you. Man, this that's, guy is just Look at Paul's crack research today. I man, love it. 
He must have got some extra sleep on New Year's Eve or something. I don't know. He's he's lively and ready to go today. All right, guys, let's go on to our next predictions. Jockey predictions. Any predictions at all about jockeys? I know we, we sort of touched on two already indirectly uh, with Pete and myself. Pete, I'll let you go first. A jockey prediction for 2023, sir. My Detori one, so I sort of used that one. <coughs> the only other one I was going to use, and I assume he is running back again, is that Flavian Pratt would win the Saratoga jockey title if he is Whoa. i assume coming back to wow Saratoga. over the ortiz brothers yeah, how many him. uh paul you don't have to look this up but ballpark figure i think he i think i read at 55 wins it was I 55 it to 40 i i checked just to see was, how far was pratt's second though i thought Jose? well i think i don't remember if he was second i think he had 40 maybe i don't know paul okay. research let's get research on it research that's a lot to make up but you know what he you know the well, second it's, time it's, it's the number of mounts is the thing, you know, because he yeah. did, he did go out of town a few times. Um, that just doesn't get enough dirt mounts. He's got to get more dirt mounts to win that. I read Ortiz 55, Joel Rosario 39, uh, Flavian, uh, pardon me, Flavian Pratt 41. Oh, 41. So he was 14 okay. shy with uh, 89 fewer mounts. Wow. Yeah, he's got to get more dirt mounts. Well, you got to uh, hope way, that just him that being are... there uh, may, maybe helped it out a little bit. Yeah. You know, spending that first that first time there, and then go ahead, Paul, Howard. Sorry. Well, I just said Penn State's rolling, guys. If you're watching <laughs> yeah. the Rose Bowl, just stop watching and and yeah. and thirty-five fourteen for the Nets. So, congratulations, your alma mater, uh, Pete. Thanks, for a nice, my, All nice my win. crew will be happy. Yes. Um, all right, um, Paul. Jockey prediction. Um, I, I, I went at this to look for a couple of guys who I think might really uh, break out uh, more so than usual. And, and the guy that I'm going to uh, uh, focus on is Tyler Gaffleone. Tyler was actually fourth th- in 2022. He was fourth nationwide by earnings after the big three of Irad, Pratt and Rosario. And, you know, he certainly doesn't get the number of stakes. He gets a lot of stakes mounts, but certainly not you know, not like them. He had 266 wins for the year, 27 million in purses. And I think he will break through with a, uh, perhaps a a triple crown race, another one, uh, maybe a few Breeders' Cup. And the other guy who I think uh, could have a a breakout year, a little uh, focused on New York, but uh, he can really ride. Dylan Davis was actually riding exclusively in New York, was 11th in earnings nationwide, which is, uh, Pretty good. So those are the two guys that, uh, you know, obviously you have Irad, you have Pratt, you have Rosario, you have uh, Jose, et cetera, et cetera. But those are the two that I'm looking for to have big years. Paul, I think you looked into my crystal ball because one of my two jockey predictions involves Dylan Davis. How about that? I'll just throw that one out first. Dylan Davis finished, I believe, 10th in the jockey standings at Saratoga this past year because I did look it up. It's 10th or 11th, I believe. My first prediction for 2023 is Dylan Davis will finish in the top five at Saratoga this summer, which would be quite an accomplishment, assuming, of course, he got both the Ortiz brothers, Flavie, and I think Johnny V is going to ride less and less races. I think uh, Dylan Davis could have as many as Manny Franco, and I, I think he can crack that top five. Um, he, I, he was, a, I, he was, you were close. He was 11th by wins. Yeah. I didn't realize how young he was. He's not even 30 yet. I mean, he's, he's just yeah, he's getting good. into his prime right now, guys. I, I think and you know what? He's There's no uh, – he can ride dirt. He can ride turf. He, yeah. he's, he can ride short. He can ride mm-hmm. long. Uh, he, he's he's uh, really good. And you we want to thank 
we want to thank his sister Jackie for our Wednesday show because she's the one who rode that eight horse in the last race on Sunday. Of course, I wasn't watching at that point, and I always bet Jackie because she's one of my favorites, and I was not uh, participating at that point. Trish Smith is one of our most astute viewers ever. For sure. Uh, by the way, a little news that no one knows, I think, except me, uh, at least on this panel. Um, funny how, very talented horse for Adelphi Racing, uh, newly turned four-year-old filly, uh, New York bred, who was really up and coming, ran very well. I have a very small partial uh, ownership of that horse, is running this Saturday in an N1X, and she can run that race because she's only won state-bred races. So if she wins that race, or even if she, if she runs well, she might go to a stake race, by the way. And she'll be ridden this Saturday by Jackie Davis, who who works the horse in the mornings, Paul. And so Adelphi wanted to, you know, let her have that chance to ride. Jackie, you're sure Jackie, not Katie? Because I think Katie works My that, bad. It's rides Katie. that horse. You're right. I screwed that up. There, that's Boy, the I'm here, Pete. Pete, that's why I'm here, Pete. I mean, quality control. I mean, you're sharp at the beginning of the I year, Paul. I'll tell you that. Because I mean, I've physically seen Katie Davis at the Handel Barn in the morning. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Yes, Katie, sorry, Katie Davis. Katie Davis is actually riding. Uh, but anyway. Way uh, to break some good news. Yeah, way to, yeah. You, I don't think you're going to be the anchor on CNN anytime soon. Well, Pete, do I get paid extra for editing, Howard? You should. You should. I mean, that's. <laughs> Put that check. Get that PayPal going. Open hey, that he up knew right it was now. a Davis. It was either Katie, Dylan, or Jackie. I'm still hung over. I'm still hung over, guys, from, from New Year's Eve. What do you like? <laughs> um, but no, I, I, good, for her, and good for Ray for giving her the mount and good for yeah, her. Yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. Guys, I've got a controversial jockey prediction. Are you ready for this? And I, I think you guys are both going to disagree with this for different for reasons. I'm curious to hear what you guys got to say. One of my predictions for 2023 – I read Ortiz will get a 30 day suspension. Bam. What do you think about that? No. <laughs> nope. No chance. Throw that one in the toilet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I know because he never does anything wrong, right, guys? So, if you uh, said you maybe know. a 30 minute suspension, then maybe they, they'd like say, don't, you can't ride in the next race that's coming up. That's about it. All right. Anyway, just throw that out there. <laughs> All right, guys. Trainer predictions. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first here. Let me flip my own page here. Uh, let me see. I have two. I'll write down. I'll say one. This should be a no-brainer. If this guy, if this doesn't happen for this gentleman, there's something majorly wrong. Christophe Clement will finally be inducted into the 2023 National Racing Hall of Fame. He was nominated last year. He didn't get in. I don't know what they're waiting for. This guy's a Hall of Famer through and through. That's my prediction, guys. He deserves to get in. I hope he gets in. Um, Can't argue with that. Pete. I actually did not have a trainer one because as I was looking, I was going, what really prediction can you make about it's the same trainers? You could say one of some trainer is going to step up a bit and have a better year, but is that really a great prediction where it's not like, it's not picking something that no one's going to win. No trainer is going to win some, you know, nobody's going to win at Saratoga. Nobody's going to be the leading money earner for the year, leading, you know, wins for the year. It's going to be the same six people, same four or five people. I thought about a fun Baffert one just to piss people off, but I couldn't even come up with a good one. As usual, Pete putting a, a cola, cola in, in the stocking. Just you I know, mean, the, you know, the, you know me. I don't. Linda Rice won at Saratoga, right, Paul? Linda Rice won the train title Saratoga. She, she surely did. Uh, Paul, do you have a specific training prediction? Um, 
Well, I, I kind of went at it the same way that I went at the jockeys. I mean, you know, looking at this year, Chad, Pletcher, Asmussen, Cox, top four, you know, big deal. You know, I mean, not big. I mean, I don't look at those guys are great, you know, and, and yes, they get to, they get the best stock. Yes. But you know, to do it every year, they're great. Uh, Mike maker. Um, I think is a guy who, I don't know if he's underrated, but he finished sixth by earnings nationwide. Now he does run all over the place, but boy, unlike those other, you know, you don't see Chad claiming horses and then running them back in stakes races, you know, and maker uh, claims he specializes in older horses, really older running turf marathons. Uh, he won a couple this year. So he was a guy that I looked at and a guy that I would be curious about to see if he ever wants to spread his wings beyond the West coast cocoon is Phil D'Amato because D'Amato is really, you know, he's not the Chad Brown of the West coast, but he's the closest thing when it comes to dominating turf racing out there. I mean, you know, you see just what we see with Chad, you know, multiple horses and stakes races, et cetera. Uh, so it would be interesting. Uh, and, you know, I don't know what his owners ownership groups look like, but, I'd be interested to see if, you know, he were uh, decided to spread his wings and, you know, even to the Midwest, you know, uh, even Kentucky Downs, you know, that short, you know, you would think that he'd be a fit there. So those are two kind of uh, guys who aren't in the big four or five that I looked at. Interesting. I like that I, one. I have, uh, I have a quick, this is more of a wish. I don't think it's really going to happen. I would love to see it happen. Ray Handel will have a Breeders' Cup starter. I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know. Hey, what you never race, know. But he's another, he, guys, he's he's coming on nationally and good for him. He's a great guy. I know, obviously, Paul, you and I have met him before. Uh, um, yep. he, he trains some of the horses <laughs> I own. Um, I think he does a great job. Uh, I don't know about underrated, but uh, I'd love to see him get like a really he, big rated I like, I like the most people who travel around the Saratoga backstretch in uh, Oklahoma in the mornings with a golf cart. He travels around in one of those stand-up electric scooters yeah he's he, he he's a, a fun guy to be around um all right guys let's get on to the next ones these are more miscellaneous items so again these are not the after this guys we're going to talk about any new year's resolutions or goals things we'd like to do differently personally whether it be betting or otherwise the miscellaneous items if you guys have any is more just anything in horse racing, maybe some related to the news or the laws or tracks. It really could be absolutely anything at all. I left it pretty open. Paul, do you have something miscellaneous you'd like to predict? Well, you know, it's it's really a shame what's going on with this HISA situation. And, you know, and, and, and look, I know there have been some very cogent arguments against it. Um, I, I think they passed a very imperfect bill and, you know, if you don't agree with me that there's a federal judge who does because he basically threw it out, you know, so it, it, the game has to get its act together. It needs central leadership. It needs central uh, stewardship. When I talk, you know, when you talk about uh, what is uh, goes into a DQ and non DQ, I mean, even to the point where, you know, I would uh, on the big race days, I would, you know, the, the NFL and every major sport brings in referees. They don't have the same referees every year for the Super Bowl. You know, maybe one year at the uh, Breeders' Cup, the stewards from New York work it, regardless of where it is. Maybe the next year, the stewards from – whatever. I'm just saying the game needs centralization. And unfortunately, with this court ruling, 
you know, we're, we're really not that much closer than we were. You know, I, I, the, the feeling is there was some unrealistic deadlines put in and trainers have an issue. You know, the, 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 the whip thing is a good example of why, you know, as much as you want something to pass, you know, the, the, you know, was it Johnny V getting fined for the seventh strike in a stake chase? You know, I, I, we were talking about this in the office one night, Howard, at Saratoga last year. And, you know, Sean Clancy is a former very successful steeplechase jockey and knows a lot more about jockeys than, you know, jockeying than any of us would care to. And he said, you know, said the, the ludicrousness of it is that what they have to uh, legislate against is the guy who's hopelessly beaten who's whipping his horse in the final eighth, like no tomorrow. That's what they have to, you know, go against. But it, there's no arbitrary number because if, if you're the better and, and he, your horse has been hit six times and he's in a neck-and-neck neck battle at the 16th pole and you you want to see him not hit one or two more times in the last. So, so you know, again, I just – my wish would be that they could get the kinks worked out and have everyone playing by the same rules. And there's no chance we sit here at this time next year and that's done, but hopefully we're closer than today because we're not that close today. I think that's well said, uh, Paul. And Trish Smith has a comment somewhat on that same vein. She said, I wish they would just make a foul is a foul. I know that's a big Matt Bernier um, item or, of contention uh, for decuing horses for the sake of promoting safety. I... <sighs> Like whatever, that's all our topic conversation. I, I I think if a horse barely bothers another horse, and that particular horse that's bothered finishes eighth by ten, I don't think that horse should be DQ'd. But I think there right. should be a suspension or something that's where the jockeys really have to think twice about doing something. I don't think they give jockeys enough days or maybe suspend them money. I think that's really how you punish any athlete is just say you can't play. I, I think that's how you really punish. Uh, athletes in my opinion uh pete a miscellaneous item from you actually it's funny so i i had a couple written down one of them was sort of piggybacking off paul where i predicted that we would have the ability to have another one of those argumentative uh stewards decision shows like we had last year because these <laughs> things don't change so i figured it'll be a lock that there'll be some huge disagreement in some race where every you know there'll be people on one side and people on the other and we'll be able to throw one of those shows together where we argue something that has no real resolution because there is no one as paul said there is no one to really resolve it properly so my point was how could you make predictions in a sport where you can't predict because no one's no one's making the decisions for the sake of the sport. So how could you make predictions when there's no one at the top actually to follow through on those? Um, so, yeah, you could say this will happen in a jurisdiction, but not for the sake of horse racing itself. So that was that was mine that sort of piggybacked. I have one other one that will stick in Paul's cross. so We can get to that one when you're ready. All right, I'll, I'll give mine, and then we'll yeah, get back go ahead. to you, Pete. Uh, Pete, I thought that's an excellent point. A bunch of DQs and interesting decisions at Gulfstream this past weekend, including the Ortiz brothers uh, banging each other in the stretch with, with no inquiry, apparently. <laughs> Actually, I agreed with the first one after looking at the head-on. Um, guys, my first miscellaneous item, and I am really hoping this is not true. I, I really – but I am, but I got to say how I feel. I have a bad feeling that one major track will close – in 2023 i have an inkling as to which track it might be i prefer not to say at this time um but i um i hope it doesn't come to fruition 
just a feeling that we're going to see another track closing in 2023. Um, Pete, you, you wanted to throw another one out there? Yeah, mine's a little lighter than, than that somber note that you yeah, just sorry. threw out there. Mine is <laughs> mine is that the the awesome and fantastic Rich Strike will win a graded stakes race in 2023. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I didn't say grade one, and he could run against a mule in some little track that they'd name it grade three, and it still would count. So um, that that's my that is my prediction for you. Throw, he's training, uh, he's, he's, he's training really beautiful. He's training I mean, really well. Well, now he's, yeah, he's grown up he's another a year. Horse now. I, mean, I mean, he's he's an eight, yeah. he's a year older uh, now as the calendar passed. So yeah, he is, he is ready you to roll. What, you know what race? I think he has a shot at. I'm actually serious about this. How about the Brooklyn handicap on Belmont weekend? Yeah, sure. Mile, mile and a half. Mile and a half. Just throwing, in, just throwing a race out there. I don't know. Paul's yeah, the that is one to add one t- more. That race is often won by slow horses. Yeah, it, it actually is. I mean, so that I could know. be Why his not? destiny. I didn't say it had. Didn't, you know, it could be anything. You could run him six miles for all I care, as long as he gets the, as long as he gets the graded stakes ticket punched. Paul, do you have any other thoughts? Because I have one other quick one. Uh, no, I just wanted to talk about. Uh, here's a more. Here's a much more upbeat one. And I know that Paul for sure will agree with this. And I'm Pete, uh, you could be a part of this too. Whitney weekend at Saratoga will be by far the best and most fun weekend of 2023. <laughs> Let's go. Right, Paul. How does that sound? And how would you might get to see if you, if it comes to pass, you can see Christoph inducted live because that happens that weekend. Oh, it's the hall. Oh, is the hall of fame race that Friday? No, the, the Hall of Fame induction is Friday, and the Hall of Fame stakes is Friday. And, and, right, okay. Oh, that would be, wow. That, I, have that'd be covered, I have covered the Hall of Fame induction three years running, so okay. that's part of my beat now, but for better or Wonderful. for worse. Because last year, there were no humans to, to, to talk about. No right. one alive was inducted last year, but thankfully, Gary Stevens was very eloquent talking about Beholder. Uh, MC'd by former guest of 2022. Tom Tom Durkin, there you go. It really All is, right, I'll tell you, you know, Howard, you and I, I've mentioned this to Matt, you know, for those who are real uh, aficionados of the history of the game, uh, you know, depending on who gets in, but it, it's really a neat ceremony and it's over, you know, it's 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 over in like 90 minutes. It's not a long and drawn out thing. It's it's a good take. I, by I, by, by cool. the oh, oh, by the way, before we move on, the, the one thing where I didn't make a prediction because I don't, necessarily think it's going to happen but you guys always get mad because i poo poo the trainer and jockey stuff because i just don't give a crap for the most part my thing would be if they made betting meat specific betting that you could do where i could bet the trainer bet the anything bet the jockeys bet the wins bet the hand whatever it could base may be i think if you did that people would would care even more because then you would have something to, you know, since betting is becoming so much more prevalent sports betting and everything around the country, start throwing more sort of odds based and not, you know, paramutual based. And, you know, we talk about fixed odds in some places already, but if you did fixed odds, plus you could start betting on people and props and things like that. I think that's that coming. The game. I know it's coming. It's just, I, I, I've never trust the prediction on that, Paul, because I don't know. Even, even in a day, you know, I think you're going to see, 
uh, I read yeah. a tease today. Over, over under. under yeah, over half. under. I would oh, love that. I mean, I would, I would do that for sure. I, I love it, Pete. And they, they do that in Europe, by the way. I don't see any reason yeah. why they won't be There's doing no reason it why I, I mean, we do it on every other sport. No. I mean, I bet more stupid I, parlays per day on, on more garbage now. Might as well <laughs> bet them on, on these as well. <laughs> That's not including the horizontal horse racing betting, right? Which no, is basically no, a parlay. No. <laughs> yeah, I like to, yeah, I like to do all the stupid bets in every sport as much as possible. Perfect. Uh, Jeff Amster. Agrees with me, says Whitney weekend is the best weekend of the racing all year. And that includes the Breeders' Cup. See you and Paul in the backyard. Jeffrey, excited about that, man. I, I Unfortunately, we got to wait another <laughs> eight eight months. Actually, almost to the day. Or not, but uh, Close, Jeffrey, we look yeah. forward to that. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to end the show <clears throat> with, and we'd love to hear those of you that are uh, watching. And if you're going to be watching this as a replay, or if you're going to be listening this later on, uh, one of our uh, audio platforms, please put below the video player any predictions for 2023 New Year's resolutions. We'd love to you to fill up the YouTube um, channel below the video player. All right, New Year's resolutions, guys. I have like six or seven written down, but we're not going to probably get to, well, I don't know. I don't know how much time we'd have here. Uh, Pete, we'll just go. I'm assuming you guys have more than one. We'll quick wrap around. Pete, it could be anything either a resolution or a betting goal, just something, this is more for you personally now. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, I had one. I mean, a couple of them weren't, weren't necessarily all that fun, but one was since we talk about so many horizontal bets on here was one to be a little better about playing tighter horizontal tickets with higher denominations. So really, you know, trying to not getting sucked into, Oh, I want to include this horse. And then you start, you know, you start spreading it out and you don't get the big denomination. So trying to tighten the tickets up and playing them for a little bit more to try and make that score and and just be confident in your opinions instead of being wishy-washy about it. I like it. Pete press up. We'll call him the, the I new love EP. It. That the is Pete good. That, no, finally, you're adding some value to this damn show. There we go. I like literally, it. I like it. Literally adding value. Very, yes. Paul. My first one is, is not dissimilar from that. It, it would be in general to bet better. Of course, I think we all have <laughs> that. Is, but uh, to bet, bet more horses flat and to focus more on, uh, say doubles and pick threes. I, I'm never going to get away from the horizontals because it's in my blood, but to, to devote more of my budget to flat bets and, you know, bigger doubles and even bigger pick threes, you know, that golf stream, for example, Howard, I needed simplification who they just refused to send to the lead. I had a, I, I, he was the middle leg in a, in a $20 pick three that, uh, you know, would pay, it paid about 90 bucks. It would have paid about the same, you know, that's a $900 score for three reasonably priced, you know, horses. So that, that type of, that type of thing. I had that same thing, Paul was to, you know, to, to sort of, when you're doing a, especially if you're doing a pick five to say, Hey, I yep. like this segment of it. Let me bang that as yep. a, as a pick three or a double. So I, I had the same one written down. So I'm with you. I, Paul, you wouldn't be influenced by anyone who happened to know that does very well with double bets, which you by a chance. Uh, I, I, I'm not I don't know somebody who, to say. I'm not um, somebody to say. Guys, my first one is similar to you guys, but I'm sort of knocking myself already in 2023. I, I, I played a little bit yesterday because that's what I do. Um, but you know what? I didn't really like the sequence at Gulfstream or Aqueduct, and I played it anyway and lost my ass. And one of my resolutions this year, guys, is to just 
not play sequences that I just don't like just to play for sake. I, I mean, I know that sounds silly and people are like, Howard, you don't do that already. Frankly, no, I, I always think I can hit a sequence. I have to stop betting sequences that I'm not comfortable with. Um, I, when I say comfortable, I don't mean they're too big. I mean, you don't have a feeling about the race, right? We all look at races, guys. Obviously the power pick races, I felt very good at because I did a, uh, you know, we had, we had some really nice scores this weekend, but just don't play sequences that just you're not comfortable with. Uh, just pretty much simple as that. I like that. Um, we'll go to the reverse order. Paul. Um, well, I'm going to, I have three total mice, uh, but in order, my middle one is also involved in betting that'll shock people. It's to, to play more and, and be a better contest player. I, I really don't concentrate on it much at all. Uh, other than I have gotten in, uh, you know, I'd say a handful of the Naira. Naira runs the Saturday ones, which are, you know, fairly approachable. They're three hundred bucks. Um, you know, they're they're uh, you got to bet two hundred of it. You know, you have to bet at least forty. And but the the general though to to, to play more contests and to uh, become better at it. And 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 I know a few people who can help me in that regard. I've got a lot of contest uh, goals here, uh, Pete. Actually, I'll I'll go to mine. I had contest-related ones as well, so I'll skip to those. One was similar to get back because I had sort of lagged off at the end of the year. So to just get back, even if it's pick and praise, anything, and with the with the goal is to qualify for the BCBC this year as the sort of the main target. So, but it's really just doing it because I would probably, if I did, it would be a combination of trying to qualify through the pick and praise horse tourneys, those kind of things. And I don't really get into cash <coughs> tournaments yet. So to get into those as well, um, but sort of map out a little bit of a strategy to try and do it instead of just sort of haphazard, like I had done in the past couple of years. Number four on my list, qualify for the BCBC top 10 finish. Um, I'll get to one of my few goals resolutions that is, that I've left on my sheet in front of me that is not contest related. I will use loan speed on every ABC grid in New York turf races, no matter how bad the horse is, even if it has to be a C. (laughs) Any loan speed horse, even if they look awful, I will use at least as a C. I have to do it, guys. We talked about this last year, Pete, you and I, about using speed horses in New York. I did did it more. But it's still, there's still horses that just seem inexplicably um, likely to win that just win on lean in New York. I don't I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read a bullet point that I have on my paper right here. You're going to laugh. I have include top time form early pace horse in bets, especially on the turf in parentheses. If 10 points or more, the highest um, early pace, not to say it's a, it's a 100% thing, but too many times you're like, oh, what the hell was I thinking? That's the speed. Like, not if they're all bunched up and there's a bunch of horses, because then it's hard to pick which one's going to go. But if it's the sort of really obvious speed, I, I said the same exact thing. So I'm, I'm with you 100% for Kyle on that one. You know what, Paul? I've got a – I'd I love to see someone do a stat on this. I, I, I'm just going to ask you, Paul, because you're, you're on top of your game tonight. I'd love to see someone do a stat across the country. Um, horses – Let's say winners of 30 to one or more, like real bombs. What percent of those horses are speed horses and what percent of those horses are coming from behind? My guess is the speed horses are more likely to 
to be big bombs and closers. Because if a race falls apart, you sort of think that a good horse can come from behind and beat and win. I'd love to see a stat on that. If anyone mm-hmm. out there has the research or a stat on that, because that would affect my handicapping very slightly. I think that'd be a fun – Paul, what would be your guess? I'd say it'd be speed horses, but that's a it's a total uh- guess. My guess would be about 50-50 because, really? you know, okay. for every one that you just see stroll around there, uh, you know, uh, by the way, Kentucky Derby is the counter well, of that. Well, that's, that was. Well, a, I know, but that's such an outlier. outlier. That was a hopeless bomb that came from well, behind. I, I do feel like, 20, I do feel that's like. That's also in, a 20-horse field. There's a lot of things. I hear you, but that's a 20-horse field. I mean, I feel like in stakes races, when you get at the bomb, it's it feels like it's speed. Again, that could just yeah. be a bias yeah. because we're always cursing it after it happens. So maybe that's why they stick out in your mind a little bit more. But uh, Tom, I love Tom. Uh, Tom's got a major resolution: have a little more empathy and not no, laugh. No, Tom, that will break that. Up on Tom, Howard. Tom, that will be broken. Bless you, son. Bless you, um, Tom. That is a terrible resolution. You know, give up, give up something else instead of that one. That one's too. That one's too good. Pete, since you don't like Tom's, give us another one for you. All right, I'll give you. <laughs> this is a. This is just more of a, a fun one, just for for my purposes. Was to play more. This is another bet stupid stuff in that category. Play a few more super high fives because I really enjoyed them the wow. last few times I've played them. And, wow. and uh, you know, I, I like them. They're fun and you can get a little weird with them and they pay and they almost always pay. So, all right, so let me get this straight. This guy down here wants to narrow his focus to like doubles. And this guy over here is going to bet high fives. Let's go. Let's expand <laughs> it. Yes. All right. I just want to try to understand what's going on. I said on. I want to bet more doubles too. But then I want to also, but I, I can't, I can't drop oh, all the stupidity. Goodness. I'm getting old. I need to play P when I get that email that says Woodbine Mohawk has a forced giveaway. giveaway this is what I'm saying. Paul. Super high five. I, I am a lot. <laughs> you're, you're, I know you're in on these. I know you're in. Well, that's just the, the show early bird call that we're going to do the early bird yeah. show that we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to just focus on super high fives. Screw those. Screw the horizontals. We're just going to do super high fives oh, early bird. Oh, my goodness. Going to the pentafecta is wonderful. Must play all in last leg. <laughs> hey, the, the one I hit in the classic had all in the, in the second leg, which is how oh, I wound up hitting it. Go. So, you know, you just got to sprinkle it all in there somewhere. You could pull Dave Weaver on FanDuel likes to single in the fifth spot. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to do that. But Good luck with that one. Yeah, I'm not right. going to do that one. <laughs> uh, Paul. We'll go in about five minutes, oh, guys. One more. Okay. Uh, well, sure. the last one is just uh, uh, I am uh, working on a few things, and uh, I'm hoping that a, a major project might come to fruition this year um, in the process of uh, making some decisions. Uh, and uh, it will not affect my appearance here whatsoever. It's, 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 it's in theme. So uh, stay tuned. Yeah. I like the mystery. I love it. I I think I might know what he's talking about. Uh, Guys, real simple. um, At the end of this month, I will be, excuse me, at the end of March, I'm getting my contest confused. At the end of March, I will be in Las Vegas playing the NHC. I would like to cash in that event. I have no misgivings that I have any chance in hell to win the damn thing or even get to the final table. Cashing for, you know, whatever. That'd be nice. I like it. That's the goal for me. Pete? I like it. I have one that I am definitely not going to do, but I think it would be a good resolution 
for someone who was smarter than I am, apparently. So one thing I've always been bad at and probably haven't done this since my Meadowlands days was to focus on and pay attention to specific meats and what's going on at a specific meet. And I don't do that at all. I sort of just bounce around whatever the big day is of the weekend, or if something strikes my fancy just for the hell of it, I'll, I'll take a look at a sequence or something. But I don't <coughs> sit and focus on a meet, what's going on with the jockeys, what's going on with the trainers, what's going on with the biases on the turf, on this and that. I just don't do that. And I think obviously that's the smartest way and most effective way in some cases to, to win um, at a meet. So I'm not going to most likely do it, but I think that would be a worthwhile resolution. And Pete, if you break that down on, on a daily basis, my car, my corollary to that would be, you know, I do better when I, so for example, on Breeders' Cup, you know, with, all that I'm playing that day is the Breeders' Cup races because there usually isn't a lot going on in between. You know, I was at Aqueduct this year, so I'm obviously going to play the live races. But, but on a on a given Saturday, on any given Saturday, to to name a racehorse, you know, I'm going to play New York all the time. That that's a lock, and then I'm going to maybe play California later in the day. But the idea is when that New York card is going on, not to get too caught up with. Oh, here comes the third at Laurel. Oh, here comes the here comes the fourth at uh, Turfway. You know, if no, I'm at the track, I, I mean, I'm at the track. It's whatever's next, Paul. And yeah. that's the that's uh, why yeah. I, at the track, it's always too long of a day with too many. I will say though, the one thing, you go back to tournaments real quick. One thing I was doing, just sort of by accident, was I was playing tournaments during the week at some of the smaller tracks, maybe like on a Monday through Wednesday when it wasn't the main tracks. And just by doing that, playing in those same tournaments week by week, even if it's just a, a cheap pick and pray, you just get a feel for what's going on at that track. And it's, it's sort of a, a, a cheaper way to do it than betting a bunch of money because you're still handicapping, you know, six to eight races, maybe if you're in a pick and pray tournament, but you can get into one for 12 bucks, 20 bucks. And you're not blowing a whole day, but you're still learning about what's going on with the trainers, what's going on with some of the horses, and you'll notice trips and things like that. So I think that's a cheaper way to do it without having to blow a bunch of money on on a full day's card. Yeah, very, very well said. Uh, comment from Jim Polaris, and then I'm going to give a last resolution. We're going to wrap it up because there's a big Monday Night Football game on that is about to start that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be watching. Go Buffalo, Jim. Jim. Jim Polaris, yeah, good luck, Buffalo. And We're Jim glad Harris. to see Jim's alive. Yeah, yeah, with <laughs> the weather they've had out there. Uh, Jim Polaris' resolution is to not only bet races that I have properly handicapped. Uh, too often I see a race with a few minutes to post and do a two-minute cap and place a losing bet just Guilty. to have the action. Your Honor. I, who Your the Honor. hell does that? <laughs> Your Honor. Guilty, two minutes. Guilty, that's a guilty, two minutes. Guilty, what do you guilty. two minutes? That's, that's, like a, that's extensive research cap. for yeah, Pete. I was gonna say we're talking I, like <laughs> how long does it take between the first horse getting in Pete, the gate and the last I, horse? Getting I in have the gate. had an occasion where the horses were behind the gate, and not only did I bet it, I have made a deposit oh, and then bet yeah. it. Yes, oh, and, with the horses leading into the gate, plenty of time. Yeah, and Jim Palaz is right on target. Yes. Uh. I thought I had issues. I feel that one's not changing. I uh, actually, Trish makes a good point where she said she's uh she doesn't have a good day at the track only when she's at home, 
And part of it too, is I don't do that when I'm at home. I do that more at the track because if I'm at home, I'm usually doing other stuff. So I don't get, I don't get the siren song of whatever's coming up next as much. Guys, I have two quick ones just to end the show and then we're going to let everyone go. Um, my two, one is, one is more wishful thinking. The other one is I think doable realistically i'd like to have three or more five digit scores this year which can include contest plays so i had two last year i'd like to have three this year that's that that's a goal of mine and my last goal maybe paul can help me with this maybe not this is a bit of wishful thinking i would like to make a guest appearance as a co-host on talking horses through the naira network i highly doubt it will happen I don't know. Andy, Andy, listen, Andy, I, we know Andy, Andy has we know said Andy. nice things about you. Big A I, was on that show. Got some connections in New York. I don't know. Maybe on a on a on a Wednesday or Thursday when someone is you know sick or so. I don't know. Wishful thinking. You know, Maybe. you know who's doing that this weekend, Howard? I do. Sarah Albadwi. Sarah Albadwi. Exactly. So, guys, listen, we had a lot of fun uh, tonight. Hope everyone there enjoyed our predictions and and uh, suggestions and. Uh, New Year's resolutions and goals for 2023. Guys, I don't know about you, but it's always nice to turn the calendar and sort of refresh and restart. This week, just again, to remind everyone, Wednesday, huge day. We're going to go back to our regularly scheduled time, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have a, a review, a preview of the Pick 5 carryover that is Thursday uh, at Aqueduct, it's almost $190,000 in the kitty. And then this Thursday show, we'll cover the Stronach Coast to Coast pick. So five. much for betting doubles. I'll <laughs> stream through Samnita. We start then, next week. <laughs> and then, guys, our new a new sponsor, Crownsway Racing, will be here Thursday night. Tony Rollo with a great way for everyone to get involved in horse racing ownership at a very reasonable price. That's happening this week. Uh, Pete and Paul, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Good luck to everyone with their 2023 predictions, resolutions, and goals. We'll see you this Wednesday night to talk about Aqueduct. Pick 5 carryover. Take care everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye. <laughs>